and welcome to the Dakota Resource Council podcast. Here we are sitting in mid-June and uh, the weather's lousy. It should not be triple digits in June. Our average temperature, as I found out from the local weatherman, is 78 degrees and uh, we've been over that for about three weeks in a row here so uh, with little rain and then we do get rain and it's the wrong kind of rain where it's flash flooding and doesn't soak into the ground in the right spots, but pools and other places. So uh, just our North Dakota luck here, I guess. Hopefully everyone's doing all right. Basically drought all over the state from the Red River to here, but uh, Bismarck to the Montana-North Dakota border is very dry. Everything looks like hay out there. So uh, let's just keep on praying for rain. We're doing anything that uh, give us a greater chance for rain because we definitely need it. And uh, my voice sounds a little funny because I am on location, so I have a different microphone. We're at location where I'm at, the DRC office. But I usually do this in my home studio, better microphone. It kind of sounds like I'm doing a high school play-by-play game because, well... That's the kind of headset I have here. So, apologize for the uh, noise, but we do have an interview today, which I took, you know, on the good microphone. So that'll that'll be a much better to listen to. Uh, we interviewed DRC member Paul Jensen. He's also uh, a member of our new group out in Fargo, uh, Clean. Uh, because on June 3rd, we had an interesting listening session slash meeting. Uh, members of DRC, along with Badlands Conservation Alliance, North Dakota Wildlife Federation, and State Senator Tim Mathern, we uh, had the opportunity to host a listening session with the United States EPA Administrator Michael Regan. Yes, out of Washington, D.C. He came to North Dakota. And we got to talk to him. We discussed uh, DRC-related issues, of course, CAFO pollution, clean water and air, curbing methane emissions from oil and gas, clean energy, and tribal issues. And it was a great discussion and a good first step on improving our North Dakota environment. So we'd like to thank Administrator Regan for coming to North Dakota and meeting with us. Uh, He was originally invited by Senator Kevin Kramer, and uh, he got to spend uh, the morning with... Uh, Senators Kramer and Hoven and Congressman Armstrong and a bunch of different government people. And then he spent the afternoon with us, which was uh, nice. And the next day, I think he took off for Fort Berthold Reservation. So it was a good trip for him. Uh, We're very thankful that we got to uh, speak to him on our issues and our concerns. So uh, the next couple of podcasts, we're going to be talking to members who were in that meeting in the room. Uh, Today, we have Paul Jensen, as I mentioned. Uh, We will get Lisa DeVille on, but she's also on a different EPA listening session uh, actually today, which is Thursday, June 17th. It's uh, a nationwide Zoom listening session on methane and the new rules that the EPA will be uh, coming out with in September. So let's get to it. We have Paul Jensen out of Fargo. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for inviting me to your meeting. Yes, well, I'm very excited to have you on. It's always great to have a new member on uh, the DRC podcast. And of course, as I explained to the uh, listenership, uh, the reason why we have you on here is because you were part of a group that, uh, a DRC group that was in on the uh, EPA listening session with the uh, United States EPA director, Michael Regan. So, number one, that was very exciting to have him in a room, in person, just with us. And uh, number two, it just doesn't happen often. So I I think we took advantage of it. And we just uh, wanted to get your thoughts today, since you were there representing a DRC affiliate, Clean, out of Fargo-Moorhead. 
What were some of the issues that you brought up on behalf of Clean to the EPA director? Well, I was um, focusing on clean transportation. And uh, by that, I mean uh, electrons for EV charging. Um, I mean uh, renewable natural gas from farming and uh, hydrogen, uh, biodiesel, and so on. So, um, so those were the issues I was focusing on, but particularly on the electrons that are delivered to the consumers from the various uh, power plants in North Dakota. Um, you know, we have a number of lignite-fired power plants in the state, and um, they are, of course, uh, being threatened by not having a market for their electrons because they can only export out of the state. There's not much more growth in North, North Dakota that can, uh, that can consume the energy produced from lignite. So, so they fear, of course, that their future market is threatened, and it is. And um, a number of people have decided to see if the carbon dioxide being generated from the lignite power plants can somehow be sequestered and reused, repurposed, or buried forever in the underground. And um, that is still an unknown solution to anything. We don't really know if that is a solution, whether these carbon dioxides will seep out. Uh, but for one thing for sure is, but if you can get somebody to buy into the carbon sequestration uh, program, well, that means that you can extend the lifetime of the existing lignite power, power uh, fired power plants. And from those people who, you know, for those people who put money into it, of course, it makes sense to argue for that. And that's what they did when the EPA administrator visited us here in, in North Dakota. We in clean, well, we have a different opinion about it uh, because what does it all help if we buy electric vehicles or alternative fuel vehicles and then the electrons that are being delivered are so smack pack full of carbon dioxide emissions that the effect of it basically is canceled out. And um, that's, that's not a way to go forward. And that's what I brought up at our meeting is that we need to, in some form or shape, make um, like a vintage electron. <laughs> uh, by that I mean, uh, when you go and refuel your electric vehicle, you need to know where does that power come from? Is it a lignite? Is it a hydro hydropower, nuclear power, wind power, solar power? What kind of power is it? And what does it all add up to? Because those people who buy electric vehicles for transportation, well, they are typically enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. And they're concerned for the climate we, we are living in. They're concerned for the future, and they don't want to contribute to uh, a, um, a future that is unknown for them, for their children and grandchildren. And, and so that is the reason why uh, we were arguing this point to the administrator that um, we want to see a vintage on the electrons, number one. Number two, we do not believe in the CO2 sequestration. 80% of the projects that have been tried have failed. And the 20% that haven't failed were carried out under very limited conditions. Uh, again, I understand very well those people who have invested in these uh, power plants. Uh, they feel threatened by this. But Unfortunately, coal is on the way out. Lignite is on the way out. It's a dead end for North Dakota to go this direction. So you laid all this out on, on the table for for the EPA administrator. How receptive was he 
to to your presentation? Well, he listened very attentively. Uh, I felt that he was, um, you know, uh, with me all the time. I mean, we were talking together about these things. He asked a few questions related to it as well, as he did to everybody else who presented there. Um, there's no doubt that the administrator is is uh, a good listener. And there's no doubt that he also listened to the other side when he was there because he was invited up here by, I believe, Senator Kramer. And um, so Senator Kramer wanted to have his ear uh, so he could present this carbon sequestration program for him and get a buy-in from the EPA about it. Personally, <laughs> I have my doubt because it's so experimental. There's no certainty. As I said, 80% of all the CO2 uh, sequestration projects that have been developed so far have failed. So uh, what is the chance that our project will be better than the others? I haven't seen anything that justifies it. Also, the very fact that we need to have another 200 megabyte of gas turbine powered uh, generation in order to run the sequestration plant. It doesn't make sense at all. I mean, the way to go forward is to shut the lignite power plants down, but we should have to do it in a measured and a controlled manner so that all those good people who have jobs there, they do not get a future where they don't have any jobs. So it's about retraining, re-education, and moving into other energy sources that can give jobs. So after this uh, EPA listening session, and, and he, he did seem to be pretty receptive, he's listening to both sides, and, and usually we don't get someone here to, to listen to our side. I mean, do you, do you have any predictions at all just after that meeting what, what some outcomes will be in the next you know few years? Well, uh, most certainly the EPA, to the extent of its uh, uh, abilities, will be very critical and, and, and scrutinize all the proposals that come on, up on the table. Uh, they, want, they will look at what is good for the country, not necessarily what is good for the state of North Dakota. But clearly, um, you know, they have to have empathy and understanding for the for the population here and the conditions under which we live. Because if we can't stay out here and, and uh, live our lives here, well, then, as you know, most people are then drawn to the bigger cities. And, and then it becomes an even more <laughs> desertified area. Well, Paul, I was, I was very excited to see you there at the listening session. And overall, I think it went well. I liked some of the things that he said. And uh, one thing that stood out most, I think, when he was talking to one of our other DRC members, which we're uh, hopefully going to catch up with here on the podcast, Lisa DeVille, yeah. um, was that, you know, the reason why he's doing all this is because all states are different. He said New Mexico and North Dakota have oil but they're both different. So, you know, I was happy that he came here. I was happy that he listened to us. And uh, we'll we'll just kind of keep being that bug in his ear and uh, letting him know what's going on here and what we think would work. And um, I enjoyed the listening session. You did a great job representing Clean and DRC. And uh, I was very proud to have you in the room. And um, any other thoughts uh, coming out of that meeting that you want to add? No, but I, I do want to say that... Um uh, I'm very grateful for the support that we get from our fellow members in CLEAN. We've had great support from people like Jake Glover and uh, Sonia Kay, who is running for a commissioner position, a uh, board position with the uh, Cass County Electric Cooperative, 
So anybody living in that territory, please vote for her. It's important she gets those four or 500 votes and, and to get our uh, opinions um, considered. Uh, because I'm afraid that there's too many political decisions that are, um, I forget to, the word, but I think it's like predestined to happen. Yes. <laughs> because things are stacked yes. in the favor of one particular group. Yes. And, uh, and that is very unfortunate, I must say. All right. Well, thanks again, Paul. We definitely appreciate it. You're welcome. And that'll do it for this week's edition of the Dakota Resource Council podcast. Next week, we'll have Lisa DeVille on the line, and she'll give us her in-person experience with U.S. EPA Administrator Michael Regan and also her experience of the uh, nationwide methane listening session that's currently taking place today. Remember those rules, the, the methane rules are set to come out in September. That is why the EPA is doing these listening sessions uh, from all groups, from you know DRC to oil and gas industry, just everyone, all four corners of the United States and everywhere in between, which is us. We're right in the middle. And we're right in the thick of things, too, with the oil and gas exploration. So hopefully those rules will go our way. I know our members are uh, doing great things, uh, attending these sessions and giving their stories. And uh, I just want to thank all of our members again. And once again, let's continue to pray for rain. I know it's bone dry in some places where our members are, so just hang in there, hang tight, and uh, hopefully things will get better. So everyone have a great weekend. And always wear sunscreen.